Welcome back to the Virtus Performance Podcast. You're going to get real sick of hearing my voice over the next few weeks. Mitchell Rowe spearheaded the first few uh, episodes of Season 4. Tyler Frost really spearheading the back end of Season 4. Super special guest today. Phenomenal man with a phenomenal story. One that really hits close to home to me. Can't wait to dive into that one today. Benny DiCiccio. You Close name. Close with the name. I've heard some rippers and that's very close. So How do we actually... It's like, um, uh, it's like CH, so it's like Chotch, Chotchio. But like, if you ask people from Northern Italy, it's a different pronunciation. Southern Italy, different pronunciation. And then Australian. What's the probably, Australian pronunciation? I just say Chotchio. Do you get a lot of people saying Chocchio? Chocchio, Kikikio, Kiocchio. Like, I, to be honest, I don't even know. I, yeah. like, there's just so many different ways. But Chotchio. Is close enough. It's one of those ones that sort of gets lost in translation. Like, yeah. you know, you, your parents are just pronouncing it how they think it's pronounced, and yep. you know, it, it goes back generations. Literally. And then, yeah, probably offending some people with the pronunciation, I'm sure. But Oh, that's all right. They're probably dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Very true. What's been happening in your world? What do you do? Where are you coaching out of? So, I run my own business, BCD Fitness, um, representing the logo, which is sick. Uh, so I work out of South Pacific in Hawthorne. So uh, I'm fitness manager there, so I'm in charge of PT department. And then obviously slowly pushing the uh, the online business model with uh, with BCD Fitness. So been PTing for, oh shit, when I get qualified? Start of 2020. Yeah, I got my first gig uh, in March 2020. So just got, as we were talking before, obliterated with COVID the first few years. Um, and yeah, sort of like last 12 months, I've seen a really big, um, really big boom with, with business and clients and everything just now that we can get a bit of consistency and stuff. So yeah, it's been a wild journey, wild journey. BCD fitness. What does that stand for? Uh, Benjamin Charles DiCiccio. It's just my name. Simple. (laughs) So simple, mate. Yeah. So easy. Um, fitness manager at South Pacific. What does that look like? So manage, manage a PT team. Uh, basically it's my role to, um, upskill them, teach them your targets, KPIs and all that, and also just manage manage the gym floor, basically. Making sure, you know, equipment's up to date, um, services, managing members on the gym floor, uh, group fitness timetable. So we offer like Pilates, yoga, um, you know, hit classes and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. What's something you've learned since being in the managerial role? Because like, I guess going into the injury, was that uh, injury in- industry, was that something that you anticipated that you'd be doing? No, not really. Sort of yeah. fell. I literally just sort of fell into it. Yeah. Um. And look, at the start, like, loved it. I was just like, yeah, this is sick. Like, you know, managing people, managing people, uh, managing members and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, this is it. And just the more it's gone on, I'm just like, nah, like, I just want to, now that I've got my business sort of kicking up a little bit, it's just sort of a, just sort of a small shift where I'm like, nah, like, I'm all in on, a bit more all in on working for myself and, and doing something for me rather than working in a broader role. Um, so I've loved it and I still still enjoy it. It still like breaks up a normal work week. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more all in on mm. my brand and stuff and moving forward with it. Tell us a little bit more about that. You said you're starting to lean more into the online side of things. Yep. What does that look like and where do you anticipate and where do you hope that that grows to? So basically it looks like uh, a bit touch, touching base with clients every week and, and doing video calls and check-ins and managing health habits, getting slowly into more blood work and gut health as, as I grow, um, you know, programming, all sort of your general online stuff. Um, so that's sort of where I'm sort of trying to lean to, but it's just trying to find that fine balance, I guess, of, you know, uh, wanting to still do one-on-one coaching and, and keep the in-person stuff up, but also 
leverage that and be a bit more online so I can mm. travel more freely and not cop like massive hits to revenue. Um, and yeah, just a bit more freedom and stuff. Like I said before, like I just, there's only so many 6am starts and, you know, 8pm yeah. finishes you can do before <laughs> yep. you sort of get pretty sick of it. Um, but I am fortunate. I've got a ripper client book. So, you know, they're all good people. Yeah. I, th- I think freedom of the time is definitely one of the reasons that a lot of people do, or a lot of coaches do lean into that online space. Like, as much as I absolutely love this place and love face-to-face coaching to death, as we said before, like there's only so many Monday 6am starts yeah. you can do before you start to want to have a Monday off every now and then, or you yeah. start to want to spell. Um, other than that freedom of time, probably more from a client's perspective, what value can they get from online coaching that they may not get from face-to-face? I think like they, they've got more freedom that they're not relying upon me to do sessions they're not reliant upon me to be free and be available um it can work for their schedules a lot better and plus it just by limiting my one-on-one time i can only service one two people per hour mm. where if i'm online i can you know provide content for 30 40 people and work on that for two three hours and it just services a lot more people so it just allows me as a coach to help more people and for the client it just means it's easy to get in contact with me because i'm more more accessible for them um and then it's not you know hey you know, your time's 6am friday morning mate like i can't fit you in thursday like something pops up and you need to train earlier or anything there's no hey ben I, i've got to change session or i can't i can't do this it's just go and do it like there's no yeah. no set times which for for people freedom of time is huge it's literally a vessel in which you can service and help and change more lives of more people it's more scalable yeah absolutely absolutely like I've got like 30 to 35 sessions a week now. It's like, I'm pretty full here. Like I could probably squeeze in five, 10 more. Whereas if I'm servicing people online, you know, you can have client books, 60, 70, 80 people. Mm. You could service and help the same and still get the wicked results, but you just branch out and, you know, do more good for more people, which is sort of what I want to do. What's something in your transition to online? What's something you've perhaps fucked up or had to learn along the way and then adjust in that uh, transition? A lot, a lot. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, look, evolution's just everyone making mistakes and just learning from them. Like, um, I, I think more, less on the online, which I, online was the part that found it out for me, but more as a coach was just setting like unrealistic expectations. Like, I'm really big on now, like, just working with what you've got and optimizing and, and making the mo- squeezing the most out of that lemon and then eventually modifying it slowly where we can make improvements. Whereas, Say if you're at point A and you're working with me, well, I need you right at the end here. You have to you have to train four days. You have to do this. You've got to fill your check-ins. And it was almost as if my clients were uh, felt guilty when they didn't do things. And it was a really negative relationship, not with me personally, but it was almost guilt on their part for like, not... Then- a negative relationship with the health and fitness journey sort of thing? Yeah, because they felt they couldn't live up to what I expected. Yep. So it was less... Uh, I've sort of learned less on me to set the expectations myself, but more to work collaboratively and, and go, okay, hey, where, where are you at currently? Mm. Cool, let, let's get really good with, um, let's optimise your sleep from six hours to six and a half. Not, you need eight hours every night. Yeah. Go to bed early. Don't don't watch Netflix. Like, you got, I've got to understand these people are human and, you know, a lot of the people I was working with and still do are human and they've got other lives and they are doing other shit. So it's not blasting them for not doing what I think is correct. It's more working with them to slowly optimize it so it's not a fucking massive change for them. Yeah, it's just going after that lowest hanging fruit that's going to bring the biggest bang for buck. Like, you know, 
it's it's overwhelming to tell a single mother of three that's drinking half a glass of water a day, sleeping five hours and not eating to fix all those things at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's overwhelming. It's not going to happen and it's going to create resistance and a negative relationship with the health and fitness journey. If you just go for the lowest hanging fruit, like, hey, you're drinking a glass of water a day, can we hit a litre? Yeah. Find a way to create that habit. Yeah, and absolutely. then once she's nailed that, hey, let's up that to one point five. Let's up that to up that to two. Mm. If you boost that, everything else is going to boost as well. Her sleep quality will improve, her stress will improve, energy levels. Everything else is going to give a little boost. And once yep. you've nailed that water, all right, let's try and fix your nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Let's try yeah. and fix your sleep, rather than just saying saying, hey, your water intake shit, shit. your sleep <laughs> shit, your nutrition <laughs> shit, your shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's understanding that yeah, like. They're at where they're at for whatever reason. Mm. That's where they are. Don't don't fucking blast them for it and don't <laughs> set – you need – yeah, for one litre, you need to be drinking four litres. It's like, cool, who's in a rush here? Like, like if we can slowly build up and get little wins, boost confidence, and then, hey, I can do this. Like, look, I completed water. It's For us, it might be so simple, but I've completed the water goal. Sweet. Now, I can finally feel good enough to hit sleep. Whereas if you go – Right, and improve sleep, water, nutrition, training, this, that. And they go home, they're like, fuck, like, there's so much to do. I can't do this. Then it's the negative relationship. So I think as a coach, I've evolved and grown eventually, but online, figured it out straight away when it's like, how do I can't communicate to these people? It's negative. Like, they don't want to train. They don't want to check in with me. Everything's got to change. So it was a complete overhaul of all my systems and just gone, nah, like, they're not at fault here. Because what's the common denominator for my failing clients? I'm involved. So I need to fix my shit first. And so I'm in a much better position now with just better systems where I can go, cool, I'm, I'm ready to take on board anyone and, and work with them where they're at to, to grow them through little wins um, and not absolutely berating them for falling short. That's awesome. Yeah, really powerful learning. Mm. Tell us about little baby Benny, which is actually something I don't know too much about either. Yeah. Um, where'd you grow up? What was life like growing up as Benny? So, uh, originally from Country Vic, from Yawonga. Um, so, family was there and then sort of moved to Melbourne when I was you know, five, six years old. Um, so, yeah, always been super, super active as a young kid. You know, still active now, hence why I'm in the PT industry. But, yeah, played footy, um, loved footy. And I was just... Um, I've always found, and when I speak to family and stuff, and even people now, like, just really, really driven. Just didn't know what I wanted to do, but just wanted to be better at everything. Um, so when it came to playing footy, I took it really seriously. I, I loved it, I, you know, at school, but basically dedicated everything else to footy. Um, and it was always just finding uh, finding a, an advantage over people, an advantage over competition, and bettering myself. Um, so, yeah, like, it was... Just an active, active kid, training, loving footy, loving sport, um, and then yeah, out of school, straight into work. I uh, had a couple of careers. Was being an apprentice mechanic for a little while. Then I went into food, um, working with my old man, and then yeah, kind of like just fell into PT. I guess I had uh, a couple of family members and mates just go, oh, you know, do you want to give it a shot? And um, yeah, fun enough. It's how I met Sandalis and stuff like that, and just fell into doing a PT course and. Again, I think it sort of worked really well in this field where it's like, okay, cool, I can see myself always growing and never stopping and that's just um, keeps driving me every day. Um, and yeah, I guess that's a quick spiel, but that's sort of how we ended up here. You say you fell into PT. Um, 
is it something you just thought you did a PT course not expecting it to lead to this? Is that what you mean? Or No, well, certainly, yes. That, that's that's very true. I didn't, I didn't think I'd be here where, where my business is at, absolutely. But it was more like I was in the gym, I was training, uh, I was playing footy. How do I get better at footy? Cool, I'll get a trainer. And then um, people are like, you know, you're a really communic- communicable person, you can talk, you're down to earth, like just give it a shot. And then... Uh, signed up at Woodford's to do the set three four, and then as I was doing it, I was like, "This is this is fucking sick!" Like, I I can actually better myself, and then I can better everyone else around me. And I was like, "This is this is awesome!" And and yeah, I, I just after the first uh, probably the first few sessions of the cert, I was like, "I think I found it." Like, I think everyone talks about that moment where you're like, oh, "This is definitely what I want to do." I was just listening to Sandalis and we had another guy, uh, Lee Forbes, who was amazing. And I was like, actually, I can see myself doing this forever. And I, like I said, I'd floated around in a few careers and then didn't really stick. Whereas this, I was like, no, nah, I'm doing this. And yeah, that's that's what I meant by I fell into it. And then I, I've just been on a small journey ever yeah. since, mate, just yeah. going forward. It's so cool. Like, I, I swear a lot of people have sat in that seat there and like, almost told an identical story that they got into it just to sort of better themselves. Yeah. And then when the penny dropped that they can better other people as well, they're like, fuck yeah, I'm yeah. in and yeah. I'm going to do this for a career. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's been a wild, wild ride. It's been crazy. <laughs> um, you said your time at Woodford's was pretty pivotal. Was when the penny did drop and you realised this is something that you're in and you're going to make a career out of, like, was there any significant or pivotal moments, teachings, whatever from Woody or Sandalis or Anybody that really helps that penny drop, and you made you want to lean into it. I, th- I think working with um, working with sandals helped me heaps in realizing like the impact you can have on someone because he had a, like, a profound impact on me. It just one of those people where just clicks, just everything clicks, mm. and I'm like, all right, this is like th- this guy. Like, he's had a huge impact on me. Could do I have the ability to do that? And, and that was it. There wasn't sort of like one class or one moment. It was just sort of gradual. And then I, I remember, so I was working with Alex for a little while and then he, he jetted off to, I think, Singapore. And he's like, oh, like, can you just like do me a video testimonial? And I just, uh, in, in the car, old man was driving and I just typed out everything I thought and then I filmed it and I sent it to him. And I was like, holy shit, like this is like a month and I'm a vastly different person. Imagine what I can do with someone in 12 months. Imagine what I can do. And it just sparked that, that fire in me and I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is me. Like, this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do on my time on earth. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to take, um, fuck, not going to take it lightly. I'm going to go. So I actually didn't know you were working with Sandals prior to Singapore. Sandals, by the way, is Alex <laughs> Sandalis, our mentor. Um, what year was that that you started working with him? Uh, 2019. So like, yeah, mid-year 2019. What did you start working with him for back then? So he was he was running the cert three four, um, and then I, a competitive nature, I wanted to be the best best uh, student in the cert three four. So I started just doing PTs with him before it started. I uh, just wanted to learn more, um, and to be honest, it was nothing about Alex. It was just, oh, you're my teacher. You seem the most credible. I'm just going to go to you because mm. you, you're the guy I'm leaning on for the next you know six twelve months. Um, and yeah, it was just honestly, it was just to get the competitive advantage to be better than all the other students. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's literally all it was. Yeah. yeah. It's a testament to like you're a product of your environment, and you know the the 
the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Yeah, it's huge. Other, other than Alex, were there any other people that you sort of gravitated yourself towards in order to uh, feed off their energy and self-develop? At at the gym, like, their, their environment was fucking elite. Oh, like, awesome. Yeah, like, their, their environment was out of this world. So... The, the, I'd say like just the members and you know Woody was there like Jay Ellis was there Jeremy Borzillo like all those coaches were there all the time so I knew if I put myself in the environment of elite athletes successful people but even just semi-pros just fucking going all in it's like if I can take 5-10% of everyone here I'm going to be in a really good space so there wasn't sort of any one person yep. and arguably at that time it wasn't even Alex there was no sort of connection with him it was more um sort of like when Alex got back from Singapore that he took his coaching to the next level and I was a part of it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think product of your environment and I just knew Woodford breeds success. So I, I've got no hope. I'm not going to go there and be weak. I'm going to go there and be strong. I'm not going to go there and fail. I'm going to go there and succeed. So it was just surrounding myself with people fucking way better than arguably I'll ever be and just le- leeching off them and, and hitching a ride with them to, to know how to be good. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Ab- fuck, absolutely. Never never stop growing, never stop learning. Yeah. The smartest or the biggest, that's a problem. You need to go to a bigger room. <laughs> We're at 2019. What happened after Alex we- uh, left for Singapore? Where'd your journey take you? Uh, so that's when, obviously, uh, got a different teacher. I had uh, shout-out Lee Forbes. He was awesome. Uh, had him take over. Uh, for the next yeah six six seven months, um, and then Alex came back and got qualified pretty quickly, and then I started working in a small studio in Brighton. So, first gig was at Trifusion Fitness. Um, lovely, lovely team there. Um, just doing group classes, couple of PTs a week and stuff. Um, and then yeah, shit, mate, COVID hit. So yeah, for, like I said, first two years was just on and off. Um, but I had a Trifusion was awesome, really good environment, good coaches, good people, uh, members were awesome and I was just sort of working on and off through lockdowns with them, doing outdoor stuff, doing indoor stuff. Um, yeah, that, that was sort of the, the branch off after getting qualified. I was, yeah, straight into work, all in on it. You're at Trifusion, so what were the sort of dominoes that fell to get you to where you're at now, South Pacific? It was, there, there was a couple couple things Again, like, um, I, I just sort of thought it was time for change where I was like, you know, well, could I expose myself from a small studio? Could I expose myself to, to 2,000 members? And where would that lead me? Mm. So it's just about finding a bigger room. Not that I was necessarily the best or the biggest at Trifusion, but it was just, okay, I, I think I'm doing well here with, you know, let's just say 100, 200 members, whatever the number was. I could 10 times that and, and see how I go with 2,000. And now I'm at that, right? And then... It's taking the same mentality because now I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do online where I can branch out to 10,000. Oh, infinite, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was just – I, I would have gone to any gym. There was nothing about South Pacific in specifically. It was just more, okay, what, what's the next step? How do I expose my brand and my name to more people? Um, and they, they were just hiring at the time and just went on board as a, a part-time PT. Um, and that started there and I was like, oh – I could see this working. Like, yeah. I, I think I could do this. Um, yeah. Any big takeaways from being in the small studio? Environment. You're, you're around everyone there was super supportive, super happy, pushing ya, helping ya. They took me on board as, fuck, man, I was um, probably getting into it a bit later, but my lung had just collapsed, so I'd lost, like, uh, 
maybe 10 kilos in a few weeks. So I walked in there, super skinny kid, shy, anxious, and they took me on board. And then arguably when I left there, super confident. Wasn't necessarily the biggest or the smartest, but they just boosted me the whole time. So I just knew biggest takeaway from that was environment's key here because I got people boosting me. So they didn't parade me or knock me down when I when I fucked up or, you know, why aren't you big enough or why aren't you this? It was, you got this, mate. Like, keep going. We're supporting you. And arguably I took a lot of my management style from them because I take on board a lot of young PTs or young clients and, and that coaching style we're talking about before, it's not – getting angry at them for not being there. It's pushing them and supporting them to, to help them grow. Um, that was a massive takeaway from them. What advice do you have to people that may not be growing or they're stagnating um, to help them sort of audit their environment and really assess if they're in the right place and then... <sighs> like you, there's, so many, there's so many answers here. Yeah. And, I, and I, think, I think the big thing for me is always just looking at what I'm doing every single day. Right? Is it not like writing down a list of shit that you've got to do repeatedly and just optimizing those to start with? Don't, if you're not going to the gym, you don't have to start going four days a week, right? If you drive five minutes down the road, could you walk it, right? It's just what you do every day, how can you optimize that as the lowest hanging fruit? You sleep every day. Okay, cool. Can we optimize the quality or can we increase the quantity just a little bit? Um, you have you have half a glass of water a day. Cool. Can you have a glass before nine o'clock? Like, Whatever you've got to do every single day and repeat, just optimize that to begin with. Yeah. And then if that's optimized, then we can look at adding in things or taking out certain things. But I've always found like once people stagnate or even I've stagnated, it's the shit I do repeatedly that lets me down. Um, and it's sort of a, a bit of reflection on, okay, what do I do every day? How can I just be 1% better in five little areas to make a, to make a big change? Yeah. Love it. You touched on your health before. Um, do you want to give us a little rundown in history? Uh, is there anything else before the, the lung? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, obviously with that video I shared the other day, like lifelong sort of chronic eczema, but um, yeah, I've had three pneumothoraxes on the left lung, so... The, it's a pneumothorax. Yeah, a pneumothorax. Yeah, including it's, um, myself. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Look, it's um, for really simple terms, you got like a layer around your lung and then you've got your lung and basically you have a, a hole in your lung but your pleura or pleural it's called, there's no hole in that. So lung inflates, air leaks into the space and it sort of inflates and collapses with your lung and air leaks in and so it actually just crushes your lung and your lung just gets shriveled up and shriveled up the more you breathe. How does that, like was there a traumatic incident that caused that or like? It's, uh, like spontaneous. A- I had three wow. spontaneous ones. So... First one was just warming up in the gym, uh, just on the spin bike, and just like real dizzy and stuff, and passed out. Um, Is it? Do you get like a pain in your chest, or you just start feeling a bit? It's, woozy it's sort of a bit dull. Like so, basically, like, I just had a random like chest pains on the left side. Yep. So everyone just panics and thinks like it's your heart. So um, yeah, like it was just a really dull pain. The the way I described it was it was like um you had water pulling in my chest and it was sort of pulling oh, me man. down. It was really weird. Um, but yeah, it doesn't take much. Like. They're spontaneous. So apparently like tall male teenagers and thin male teenagers, that's the demographic. And I fitted that to a T. Um, yeah, first one was just warming up on the bike, nothing crazy. Second one, I, oh, this is embarrassing. I picked up a garden hose. I just literally leant down, grabbed it, and I just felt this massive pop. I was like, what the hell is that? And yeah, sure enough, like knew the lung had gone. Heavy lifting. Oh, yeah, hoses, tough, tough job. <laughs> um, 
and then yeah, the third one was uh, actually with Sandalis. I was uh, doing a sprint session um, and felt a massive bang in the back. It's almost like um, someone's hit a tennis ball at your back or something. Just just whack Paint, playing stingers. Yeah, and you just turned. Around, I turned around. I was like, "Fuck!" And he's like, "You're all right." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And then I sat down. I was like, "Nah, this hurts." I'm like, "Fuck!" Lung again. So yeah, just spontaneous. So take us back. You're warming up on the bike. <laughs> start feeling a bit dizzy. What happens then? Like, do you call, call an ambulance or yeah, are you able so, to take yourself to hospital? Would nah, you pass out? So, yeah, I, I passed out okay. and then when I sort of came to, obviously, the staff called an ambulance and, um, yeah, it was, it was, they didn't really know and I was, like, sort of really tired, in and out of consciousness kind of thing and then got to hospital, just they do scans, whatever, and then I remember, it was funny, like, I remember just, like, in and out of waking up and being tired and just kind of traumatised by everything, I guess. Just waking up, like, yeah, cool, you're going into surgery. I was like, well, what? <laughs> what for? Yeah, like, what for? What's going on? And, yeah, it's just sort of explained, like, there's just basically air trapped in your lung. Um, and so, just had uh, an operation where they just, it's a bit gnarly, but you just have your hand up and they just pop a thing in whilst you're awake. Um, whilst you're off, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, look, it's a thin tube, but you just sort yeah. of feel it go through and you're like, oh, this is not comfortable at all. Um, and then, yeah, it pops and reinflates. You're in hospital for. 10 days or so, and then back out. <laughs> was there apprehension to returning to exercise? Like, was there fear around that? Yeah, certainly, certainly. So after the first one, that's just sort of like, they expect after two weeks, just slow, gradual build up and you're okay. So the yep. first one was in like March, and then... What year are we talking here, sorry? 2019, okay. 2019, yep. yep. And then the second one was in like September, and it's like really rare to have two, so apparently. Um, and then... After the second one, they actually go through and they do a bit more of a more of a surgery than an operation. I think it's the key terminology, mm. where um, it's kind of kind of gnarly again. Like they scrape the inside of your chest to scar it, and so and then it sort of like singes together and heals to create a good layer. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly after the first one, they were like just slowly build up. That's all I did. Slowly built up, and then after the second one, there was more. Okay, you should be fine. Like there shouldn't be any issues. And then after the third one, to be honest, I was probably told by a couple of nurses, oh, you know, like, what do you do? Like, PT. And like, oh, okay, like, you might want to do something different or whatever. Fuck that. And I, yeah, <laughs> man, that was my mentality. I was like, nah, nah fuck that. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this. Like, I just want to, I don't want to let that stop me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to try it. Um, if it goes again, it goes again. Uh, that, that was just my mentality with it all, I guess. Yeah. With the second one happening, was it a case of building up too quickly or was it just bad luck oh it, it, it's hard to tell like because i did build up for you know four four five mm. months and it wasn't like i was doing marathon preps or mm. i was in extreme pressure situations i wasn't wasn't doing anything i was just at the gym right just just working out um and then yeah i was at my parents place and just picked up a hose so for whatever reason that reach that position i was in maybe shitty weather what whatever yeah, it might like stressed, be whatever. yeah and it, it just it just popped um there was nothing nothing i can remember or can tell that would like deliberately set it off you know uh you talked about building up what did that look like what did the very first session back look like and then you oh. know maybe yeah you a few weeks back and what did that session look like if you could remember yeah it was it was just i guess we harp on progressive overload as coaches mm. it was just start light just just move just get movement yeah, a couple in. Couple movement. Yeah, just get some movement in. Don't increase your heart rate too much, but just get it to a, an okay level. Get your breathing up, and and then from there, it's just slowly build, slowly build. Um, and that's all I did. Yeah, that's all I did. So, um, again, they're spontaneous pneumothoraxes. It's not as if it was, you know, I got 
whacked really hard in the chest or it's, you know, I fell over or anything. It was, it was spontaneous. It just happens, unfortunately. How long has it been since the third? Third one was January 2020. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I had three in like nine months. We're going yeah. well, though. Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Is it still in the back of your mind when you do any sort of strenuous exercise? Not. If I go, when I was playing footy, like like those max, max efforts mm. where you're really, it's really challenging. It's kind of like breathing through a bit of a straw sometimes. You, you do feel it. Um, in terms of exercise, not really. I feel I'm a bit puffed out, but... When I first get started getting back into proper lifting, it was it was actually an excuse for me. I was like, "Oh, I suck at cardio." Whereas now I'm like, "No, fuck that. I'm not working on it. Like, let's work on it. Let's start with working on cardio, and then from there, it, I'll slowly build it up. Like, I'm not gonna let that stop me from. Man, I was like puffed out talking to people. Yeah, I was gonna say, has it affected your capacity, and does it still? Yeah. So basically, from what I remember from the testing I did, it's like basically your lungs at about eighty percent capacity. Eighty uh, percent function to work, which, man, when you consider the amount of people that you know, vaping, smoking, shit health, it's probably not that. You're bad. probably winning. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's probably you know, I, I feel it because I'm a, I, I used to be, be a good runner and stuff like that, mm. and I'm not at that level. But it's not as if it's like you know, I wake up and go, oh fuck, my chest. Like, it's, yeah. it's I'm normal. You wouldn't even tell if you if I didn't have the scars or you didn't see Instagram or whatever. No one would know. Um, they'd just think I'm unfit sometimes, but. That's on me. That's yeah. on me to fix it. Yeah. Um, you touched on before um, topical, ster- uh, topical steroid withdrawal. Yep. Say that 10 times over. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what's that journey been? That's one that sort of hits close to home with me as well. Um, you know, like some percentage of the population have had battles with eczema and that's something, that's the reason that I started working with Alexander Sandalas. Yeah, right. What's yeah. that journey looks like for you? Oh, yeah, wild. Uh, um, and po- posted a phenomenal... Uh, video on socials, which I've sort of deliberately knowing I was going to get you on here in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't asked you too many questions about, so we can yeah. save it all for here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, look, it's uh, yeah, wild. Uh, just no, nothing, nothing could have prepared me. Nothing could have prepared me for it. Um, but I'm, I'm always trying to find the the silver linings, and um, I went through something horrific, and it, and it fucked me up a lot. But I was actually able to improve upon other areas in my life. Whilst being so fucking affected, I was able to actually get through some things and and nail in on some fucking nutrition habits. It's the smallest win, smallest win, but I'm I'm big on that. Like through the worst part of my life, I was able to get a dub and I got that. Um, so it taught me taught me a lot. Um, and it's weird to say because it's not too long ago, but like you're sort of grateful for it in a way because mm. you learnt so much about your body, your health, and the direction I want to take myself now, it, it was horrendous and I don't want anyone to go through it. But it's sort of, for me, I feel it was necessary in order to go to that next level. Um, that's the positive spin on it. And now that I'm out of that, I can take a bit more of a positive impact. But certainly, yeah, what I went through was, um, for me, just, yeah, pure hell and pretty indescribable, unfortunately, yeah. For those that might not know, what what is topical steroid withdrawal? So basically... It, any addiction, any drug you take or whatever, um, you, you go through withdrawals, right? Caffeine withdrawal is pretty common. If you get mm. people to stop drinking caffeine, they get the migraines, they can't focus, brain fog, all that. So basically, for to treat eczema, the, the 
Oh, the current, but it's sort of changing now through TSW, which is good. But the current and more old school approach is just applying topical creams, which um, if you battle eczema, you probably yeah, know yourself a little bit. ointment for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's basically, it just blunts your skin, right? Yeah. So, it thins your skin, it blunts the blood vessels from working. And so, you apply it to eczema and it goes away, you think it's working. But what it's really doing is it, uh, harming your skin's ability to work and it's also just uh, masking it. It's, it's a Band-Aid. Mm. Now... I didn't know that and you wouldn't have known that and no one knows it. It's just, you got this, this will fix it uh, and that's all you do. You just take GPs and, and doctors and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to shit on GPs or anyone. They, yeah. They've got a tough job and I'm not about that at all but they that's that's all you did. So with eczema, chronic eczema my whole life, I'd been using topical steroids for sound about five, so yeah, 18 years, 18 years just constantly applying it because you know my eczema was bad and gave me relief me relief and allowed me to be a kid be a human and be normal be normal um people look at that and go oh yeah no it's just rash it's just being a bit itchy but if someone you know goes through eczema you don't feel normal sometimes you feel so left out so yeah it's wild wild. i know like personally i've got the biggest spring in my step and i'm feeling best about myself and my skin yes you know yeah mate it's unreal like I, i had a big turning moment you know feb march sometime and I can't remember having a bad day since. Like, I'm just fucking grateful. I'm happy. Like, you know, I smile. I wake up. Everyone's <laughs> like, "Your skin look good." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, I'm just <laughs> on another level. So it's it's I didn't, it's wild because I didn't actually know that you suffered from extra as well. So the thing is, I'm saying you'd know. Like, you'd yeah. go like those days you wake up and you go, "Oh fuck, I can't wear a singlet today." And you know, and you know it's looking shit. And then you see someone's like, "Oh, you're a bit sunburned." It's like, "No, yeah, <laughs> fuck off." Yeah, and they're just and being off. kind and making conversation. God bless them. But fuck, yeah. there's only so many times a day you can hear that before it's like, "Fuck, fuck. God, is it that bad? Is it?" Yeah, that that and that was what I touched on in my video. It's like, I saw I'm okay, and then you get all the questions, and you're like, "Fuck, I don't think I'm okay." Here. <laughs> I think something's actually fucking really wrong. So yeah, it's a bit odd. Said you got a few dubs. Um, what were some of those? And what were some of the things that you did with your time, in your time with Alex to um, tip the scales in your favour with your um, journey? So, look, what did the recovery d- process look like? So, so just to preface, like I still go through eczema now and I'm managing yep. it a lot better. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, it's not something that you're bang cured, gone forever. Yeah, like it's something yeah. Like so, yeah, 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 exactly. So, like, I'm still going through eczema at the moment. I'm just managing it bit more naturally which is cool uh, but to get through topical steroid withdrawal so they're very different um and yeah so some of the wins would be just hanging on to the light at the end of the tunnel uh and and you you've watched the video so you know what i mean like knowing the good days are coming accepting that it is a rainy day accepting you're going through a fucking cyclone and this is shocking but knowing that you're either going to get the eye of the storm or you're going to get out of the storm eventually. And holding on to the fact that the processes that you're putting in place are working, you've just got to trust them. It's um, not going to be overnight. No, it's not. And it seems like forever. It seems like forever. Um, but knowing that there are good days and there are there is shit worth fighting for. Um, that and probably just, yeah, fuck, just instilling some quality habits with my life. Um, what were some of those? Just being able to, I was actually able to do so much uh, work on like my business because I couldn't train, right? So I had like five, six hours a week. Free. Was that a stress thing that like you exert yourself and it flare up or? What was uh, the for it, it was the heat, mate. So my skin yep. couldn't thermoregulate. Okay. So I'd just be like sitting here talking to you and I'd just 
fuck, mate, it's a bit cold in here, and I'd put a coat on, and then I'd be fucking hell, I'm bawling, and I'm like, I could wear a singlet. So my skin couldn't thermoregulate, so I'd like do it like, if I was just do like warm up with the RDL with a bar, I'd be sweating profusely, Mm. and then that'd set off my eczema. So the TSW would set off the eczema, and I look like a fucking red rocket, and I'm fucked. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't train, I couldn't push myself to heat, and this was in the summertime as well. So, like, hot days were just fucking excruciating for me. Um, so, I chose not to train. Um, some people do. I don't think some... If people go through TSW through different levels of it, from what I've seen and read, I went through a pretty extreme version. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I couldn't train. So, just gave me times to, um, you know, focus on optimizing business systems, focus on learning um, different skills and different shit like YouTube courses and how to edit videos and all these little yeah. things. So it's just giving me time to, to work on other things that I may not have had time if I didn't go through it. Um, whether it was that was the intended benefit, I don't know, yeah. but just allowed me to prioritize time on other you got to find a silver lighting, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, you got to find that light. you gotta, you got to hold on to the light. And I was able to, I was able to get positives in a massive negative, and I'll, I'll hold on to that. Tell us about the dark days, and feel free to go in as much depth or as little depth as you mm. feel comfortable going in, but tell yep. us about the dark days and the emotions with that and what got you through. Yeah, I, I guess like it, it's, so, it's, really hard to, it's really hard to describe um, because like I, I've distanced myself from that person. Like that person yeah. that went through all that is, is different from the person sitting in this chair today. Now, the, the dark days, I guess, like, it's hard. It's really hard because it's so unknown and it's very shunned out by a lot of uh, people in the medical industry. Uh, it's, it's not believed to be real. And Is that TSW? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you, you, you don't feel like you can talk to anyone about it because it's like, no one fucking knows. Again, it just looks like rash or sunburn. But I'm talking, fuck, when I was chatting with Kenneth, he, he saw my sleep tracker. It's like one hour a night for, like, days on end right. it's two hours a night days on end and so I guess for, for people to sort of know why I was in such a dark place it was uh like you know one to two hours of sleep a night it was constant sweating or constant cold flushes it was being bright red uh, I had skin peeling off my face daily so I'd scratch and like I'd just have blood skin flakes falling everywhere I'd have to wash my bed every day because it was just blood everywhere um it was, I'd, I'd come from a really good space, like three, six months prior, I was on top of the world, love and life. And I just felt like everything had just been swept underneath me and I was just completely different person. And it wasn't a consequence. It wasn't as if I'd made a decision and I had to live with my actions. I don't know why I'm so fucked up and no one knows why. Um, and then it just leads into a really you know, life sucks, poor me mentality. And I guess uh, for me, it got to a stage where um, it was just the decision, the the thought process was I can't actually function as a human and I can't withstand the pain that I'm in every single day and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. What's my choice? And it got to an unbearable point in my time where I, I justified that choice where, you know what, I, I just, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to put up with this. I don't want to 
wake up in pain. I don't want to go to sleep in pain. I want to. I don't want to run off four coffees a day because I can't sleep. I don't want to, you know, I can't have a hot shower. I can't have a cold shower because it fucking sets my skin off. This isn't, I'm not happy and I'm constantly inflamed. I'm vacuuming, vacuuming my house and my, my couches every day because there's fucking just skin everywhere. I, I can't maintain anything. And it was just, again, it was just exhaustion a pure exhaustion. I just thought in that time, I was just like, well, I I refuse to live like this. What are my alternatives here? And I'd seen eczema specialists. I'd I'd seen other doctors. I'd seen everyone. And I was just like, fuck, no one knows what this is. Is that that one in three million person fucking disease I've got that we don't have a cure for, we don't really know about. And I was just like, yeah, um, I can't, I can't bear the pain I'm in every day. That's that was the decision. There's yeah. no bigger kick in the dick with this stuff than when you're in your mind nailing everything. Like I'm a fucking healthy human being. I eat so yeah, well. Yeah. I train. Like I do everything mm. right. I sleep. Yeah. And there's cunts that are fucking get on the piss, smoke darts, eat shit, shit every yeah. single day, looking phenomenal. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and and. and in my mindset now, I go, that's their decision, that's mm. cool, they'll yeah. live with the consequences. But at the time, I'm like, why, why have I been dealt with this car? Yeah. It's like, why? I, I'm doing everything like, right. I give a shit about my health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I do everything right. Why am I being punished? It was, again, I hope that provides people the context. I was being punished for not making any wrong decisions. And I was just like, fuck, I can't put up with this. Like, I genuinely can't. I, I don't want to wake up. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to see another day. I, I work in a gym with mirrors. I was so angry at looking at myself in the mirror and that was the way I was presenting myself mm. at work. I, I was saddened by seeing that every day. Um, and it's kind of odd. You sort of peel away versions of yourself when you'd scratch and you'd just see peeling everywhere. You're like, I'm actually losing myself. I'm losing my identity. Mm. Um, you know, they go the part of the withdrawal phase you go through like it's called elephant skin we get really wrinkly skin now i got a photo with my mum and I look like fucking really old and I'm like that's just that's not me um and yeah it was just extreme pain fear and, and it, it was a bit of fear because what what is it like why, why why is this happening um and it wasn't until I sort of gone to support groups and, and community groups and stuff like that when I was like oh, this ain't eczema. Like, this literally isn't eczema. This is something way fucking worse. And it goes, it, some people last three to five, ten years with this shit. And I'm like, I've been on the highest potency steroid creams for a long time now. Yeah. Am I going to be like this for five years? And that contributed to the, to the thought process and decision makings on not wanting to be here at all. Um, because I couldn't put up with it for three, six months. How the fuck am I going to get through three, five, five years? Five years. Mm. Um, yeah rough times mate pretty rough times when I first met you a couple of months back at the face to face like mentorship yeah. intensive yeah um, you briefly touched on you had some health stuff I had absolutely no idea it was related to your skid mate like you've done a phenomenal job at turning around oh, turning it you. around you're looking good when I first met you 
wouldn't have had any clue that you suffered with skin yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you done? Like, what were some of the, like you touched on before, some of the uh, habits that you changed? Yep. What are some other things that you did with Alex? And I know you worked with uh, Ben Lee, a naturopath yeah, as well. Yeah, what yeah. are some of the things you did to help turn that around? And we know, like, you know, you're, you're a specific case and what works for you is not going to work for everyone listening that may be suffering. But what, what are some of the things that you did? Because you, you're looking phenomenal, man. Like, yeah, it's, cheers, um, bro. Yeah, it's, it's a wild turnaround. It really is. Um, I see, oh, like, I see a photo of this and I'm like, yeah, fuck, that's me like three months ago. Like, that's mm. wild. Um, man, I, so I left no stone unturned. I did everything. Like, anything that Alex or Ben told me to do, I did click of a button. So probiotics, prebiotics, red light therapy, UV therapy, fuck, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, fucking hemp seed oil, B12, um, everything. So I, I did everything I could that was known to help support skin. I did. Um, I I couldn't live like that. That, that, was my, that was my thing. I didn't care the cost. I didn't care anything. I was... I would do anything... And that's the stage I was in. It was like, I can't live like this. I've got to, if I'm in a better mindset, I'm going to do absolutely everything in my power to completely flip this. Um, and that's what I did, man. So literally every, any supplement, fucking colostrum powder. It's mm. like, all right, fuck it. I'll try it. Like diet. I went full carnivore. Like just meat, just red meat. I was like, fuck, this is horrible. Like I've learned to love meat, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, and that's all I still, I still eat a mainly carnivore diet. But I, I just... When you're in that much pain, you ask anyone, they'll do anything to get out of it. Mm. And, and that was me. So I, um, that was a rather specific thing for me. Um, so yeah, fuck, if anyone's listening, I'd yeah. highly recommend going to Ben and Alex getting a specific yeah, go plan. go see a specialist. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, okay. it's an interest of mine. I can give, you know, uh, coping and coping mechanisms and tips and stuff. But yeah, some people uh, react really differently to stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything and everything I, I was doing just to, uh, one stage, like due to the thermoregulation issues when I was trying to sleep, being hot and cold, fucking wet towels in my bed. Like, bed was fucking soaked. Just wet towels everywhere. But it kept me cold so that I could put a cover on and sleep. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And, and, and that's a win. Um, like, fuck. Uh, putting face washes in the freezer and putting that on my neck just to cool me down. Like, weird shit. But it just worked. I did oxygen therapy. Yeah. Like, you sit in a fucking oxygen chamber and sit in there for like 90 minutes. Yeah. It, it, like, just everything that would show like one study being positive, cool, I'll, I'll try it. I'll I'm give done. it a... Yeah. yeah, just I'll give it a shot. And I think that mindset and mentality helped contribute to me getting through TSW really quickly um, and and getting out, of, getting out of the hellhole and then having just to work on the eczema. I know you've done a lot of things. When you do a lot of things at once, it's hard to pinpoint what one exactly was the biggest yeah. bang for buck. But do you have a rough idea of what thing might have been the biggest bang for buck or just a combo of a big change in habits and mindset and with all these things that support skin? Yeah, I, I think I think absolutely every all the all the groundwork I laid absolutely would have contributed uh, to, to feeling better. I think everything helps integratively and everything's going to work together. The... The turning point for me was a, a moment in, in, in Feb when I woke up and I was like, oh, like my face is normal. My skin's not peeling. You saw the, the photos and videos of my skin fucking peeling, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, it's actually, there's no like skin flakes everywhere. And then I checked my bed and I was like, there's no blood in my bed. What's going on? And I'm not saying hemp seed oil is the fucking greatest thing on earth, 
but I, I literally just introduced some hemp seed oil through Ben telling me to do it. And within like two days, like my skin just stopped feeling like crazy. And I was like, fuck, was that it? Was that, was that the one thing? Yeah. If I'd have been told that six months ago, would I have gone through it? And it probably wouldn't have been that. But for whatever reason, those few days, I was like, oh, okay. Is that the, is that the reason? Like, is that it? And I, again, it's not the fucking golden supplement. It's not going to fix everything. But for me, it just happened at that time when I've implemented one thing and it's just had a host of benefits. Again, I work with Sandals for, you know, four months before that and he did a host of work. So I think it was a big contribution of everything. And then working with Ben Lee, who did some really hyper-specific stuff for TSW, that really just took me from, you know, 60, 70% better to really up to that 80, 90 and touch wood 100 sort of percent now where I'm yeah. feeling fucking pretty ace. Yeah, and that's it. It's, it's important to highlight that, you know, what works for you and what works for me may not yeah. work for other people and what works for other people may not work for me. Like I, I tried a pretty well carnivore diet and I actually yeah. regressed. I got worse. Oh, yeah, right. There um, you go. There you go. And... What worked for me was like some aloe vera and uh, tea tree oil. And I was the same, like maybe a week later, fucking no more flakes. I'm like, hmm, hang on, is that from the tea tree and aloe or is that yeah. from the summation of all the other habits I've done the past few months? And it's yep. just starting to, yeah, just starting to notice it now. Yeah, yeah, um, there you go. And likely combo of everything. Yeah, and it's funny because I reacted to aloe vera. So like now that you say yeah. that, that's crazy. So yeah, like again, everyone's so vastly different, which mm. is why like people ask me, oh, you know, how'd you get through it? And I've had people message me like, oh, I'm actually going through it as well. I'm like, fuck, cool. Like, instead of me handing them with do this, do this, do this, it's like, cool, I found this worked really well. Like, you should maybe give that a try. Um, But again, shit, you turn around to me and go, hey, Benny, you're going through TSW, aloe vera worked a treat. And I go, sweet. (laughs) I put aloe vera on and I'm fucking bright red and I'm going, fuck, mate, this is is not it. Like, (laughs) you're killing me here. So, yeah, everyone's so vastly different. It's wild. It's actually wild, yeah. What makes Ben Lee and Alex Sandala such good um, people to work with? Um, I was going to say specialists and not specialists, but, um, Mm. yeah, just uh, practitioners is the word I was after. Just, oh, just level of care, mate. Like, fuck. Alex, Alex went to levels I've never seen or didn't even expect to to get me out. Um, he, he did some, a mountain of fucking work. Um, and, and Ben just, just care, man. Just, they just, they listen to you. They understand you. They empathize with you. Ben, don't stress. We'll fucking get you out. We're going to do it. And, and that was, that was Alex. No, he didn't put in the Instagram video, put in the full video, I think, where he's like, I don't have the answers but I'm going to find people 10 times smarter than me to get the answers. It was almost as if I've come to Alex going, hey, mate, I don't want to live. And he's gone, I don't accept that. I'm going to get you to a better place. You're, you're coming with me. And I was, it was almost as if like, okay, I can't fail him so here. He, he almost shoulders the burden of what you're going through as yep. well. And, and man, like fucking credit to him because I came to him a mess and I was just like, outburst, here's everything, mate. You've known me for years. You've known me as a bright, happy kid. I don't want to be here anymore. Fix it. That was that was it was a final last ditch call. And to have him put me on his shoulders and go, Don't worry, mate, like we'll get through it. Oh, we'll we'll find the right people. We'll do everything we know and you'll you'll be you'll be good. And I remember him going, like, you, you know, you should share it and I was like, I'm never sharing this. Like no one no one's gonna know this side of me. Ben just disappeared for a few months and then came back. Like, it's it's fine. And then as I was going through, just 
the amount of mentality work you did with me, like every time I was breaking down, I would fucking be crying, I'd be losing hope. You just reinvigorate me with, we've got this, we're on the path, we're on the process, mm-hmm. the journey. And then, yeah, I, I can't I can't actually explain the, the amount of work Alex did, but it's fucking awe-inspiring because... I want to. I want to do that. Inspire you to be a better coach. Yeah, absolutely. And is then, that, is that something you want to do? Work with people that have gone through uh, skin conditions and TSW. Yeah, I, like I, I want to be better. I want to grow and I want to help people. But I want to empathise as well, and I want to be able to put myself in my client's shoes. And the TSW community is not not heard, um, not heard. The gaslit, you know. If I can just help one or two people through sharing my story, one, but two, providing them some support and some tailored care, that I think you go through shit, but I think, yeah, that's my calling. Yeah, you've and helped more than one or two people, mate. You've helped me as well that still goes through aggressions and things. Mm. Um, as you said, it's, it's you know, never quite 100% better. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You still, um, you still go through the roller coaster. Like, have you pinpointed some things that perhaps do aggravate or flare up your... Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I think knowing your allergens and stuff, like mm. you know, I'm pretty pretty allergic to dust and grass and stuff, and, and you know, pets and dogs, cats, and all that. So, just removing myself as much as I can and as best as I can from those scenarios. Um, stress for me is a big one. Yeah. I think it is for a lot of people. Just you know, trying to keep a chilled out environment. Um, and for me, the big one's f- food. Like I didn't know I had so many allergies with food. I guess you eat gluten or go out for have some alcohol and then eczema cool creams on i'm all sweet and you didn't link anything whereas now i'm doing like a full food reintroduction it's like um trying just like some small herbs and spices oh fuck i've got a flare today cool i'm garlic and onion ain't it yet like might not ever be it but it's not it yet okay let's let's move forward all right And, and so i guess just um everyone's different as you said your your carnival diet actually didn't go to plan so because everyone's different, it's just finding your own triggers and what sets you off. Um, you know, for me, I, I get stressed out quickly. So if I don't have a pretty zened out environment where I'm able to manage it, I know my skin's going to flare. Um, and, and just, to be honest, also like working with someone who's gone through it, so or gone through it or specialised in that area. Um, you know, like mould. Mould's a massive eczema flare that not many people know of. Um, air quality, pollution... Not many people know about it, but if you got eczema, get a fucking air purifier. Yeah. Like, that shit works. So, yeah, it's not any sort of one thing that I could go do this or do yeah. that, but more everyone's got to be really observant of what's the individual factors yeah. for them. Uh, you said you you found you had some allergens in, like, dust and grass, um, certain foods. Is that a matter of, like, blood testing, or like, how did we come to that conclusion? <sighs> not uh, – so I did, like, prick testing. I did – plenty of blood tests and stuff yep. like that. But I guess when you go through TSW, your your, your IgE levels are fucking through the roof. Um, it's just showing your immune system super active. So it reacts to a lot of things. So you IgE, don't get, for those that don't know, that's like a mark of inflammation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But bas- oh, from what I'm aware, yes, yeah. basically. It's sort of, sort of level, basically you can sort of determine how active your immune system is. Okay. All right. Um, and for reference, mine was 56 times more active than it should be. So... It's pretty wild. Um, but because it's so active, it'll react and flare to everything. So when you do food sensitivity tests or um, you know, allergen tests when you're on uh, when you're going through topical steroid withdrawal, everything's at like max. So it's really inaccurate. So that's why I've found that um, 
just exposing myself to things a little bit by little bit. Yeah, I'm not going around sniffing dust and, you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, covering myself in grass, but just finding like, okay, I'll just try, for instance, I'm trying apples at the moment. Okay, just try one apple. Get the smallest fucking apple in the store and try that one. Didn't flare. Cool. Try try a more quantity. Okay, cool. Two, three days haven't flared. Okay, so I can handle that. That's it. And then you might flare. And and accepting that's okay. And and people, you know, some people go, oh, I don't want to flare. I don't want to flare. But I think it's actually necessary to grow, to go, okay, I can't have these 10 things. That's okay. I can work around it and I can yeah. have these other things. But fuck, it's so individualized. Like it's such a nuanced uh, topic. Yeah. And, and it's not as if like, you know, fuck, I can't have these 10 things ever. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. You know. If you do want to treat yourself, except there may be some consequences, consequences or yep. some regressions, whatever. Yeah, accept absolutely. it, breathe, enjoy it, savor every bite, and then we get back on the track. Yeah, and similar to the health and fitness journey. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's what I just meant to say. It like you know, clients come to you. Oh, I've fucked it. It's like, okay, did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah I did. That's it. So I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. We'll get back on track. Who cares? You, what can you do on Monday about having a few drinks Saturday? Fucking nothing. What can you do Monday to start your week better? You can do a lot of things. Let's just focus on that shit. Um, and yeah, like, mate, I went out for a few drinks one night. Flared like a motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, can't drink. Went to Gold Coast on the weekend, had two drinks. Not one flare. Yeah. Okay, so I, I can have it. Okay, that's, that's a small win. Yeah, I'm drinking straight vodka and it tastes like petrol. But <laughs> but it's a small win for me, so I can, I can handle it. Um, and yeah, I think just accepting that yeah, you are, you might be a little bit different for a little while, and that's that is okay. Um, there's a lot a lot of people going through it that don't have, don't want to admit it or don't want to show it or anything. It's fine. Like you got those support networks around you, you got good people around you, you got a good environment. No one gives a shit if you got a bit of eczema on your face. Like it's it's actually okay. Like that's something I found really powerful was like almost trying to find trying to find gratitude for it and. Because stress is a really big trigger for me. Yeah. So I, I try to be really grateful for the, the regressions that I get when I was under stress. I'm like, thank God I have this this thing that can tell me when my body's yeah. had too much. And it lets me go within and then remove myself from stress or remove myself from bad foods, alcohol, whatever that might be triggering yeah, it. Yeah. Because some people don't have that. And then they go 40 years and they've got fucking some disease, like yeah. cardiovascular disease, whatever. Like Whereas I've got this... This little signal that just lets me know, like, hey, you need to fucking just chill out a little Watch bit. Out. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I never even thought of that. I yeah. literally never even thought of that. That's wild, but so true. Like, you've got like a, a feedback loop. Yes. Oh, hey, you know, like, hey, mate, you're just overcooking it there. Just bring it back chill a little out. bit for you. Okay. And it, it's it, again, I've never even thought of that, but that's a silver lining of having having it, like having X, but having TSW. It's a silver lining. Oh, okay. I now know I'm actually probably can't handle gluten too well. Whole life, Italian, pasta, 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 <laughs> fucking non-stop. So now you're like, oh, okay, like, maybe I can't have it. Maybe maybe, it, maybe I can only have it in small small doses. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, finally graduate. That's a fucking ripper one, actually. Jeez, I never yeah. even thought of it. It's been huge for me. Been yeah. huge for me, man. I've never even thought of that. That's wild. There you go. Yeah, fuck. What's the future of BCD look like? BCD Fitness Ugh. and BCD The Man. Uh, there, there's, there's no end point. Um, and there's no specific direction. The direction's forward. Um, constantly improving, um, constantly getting better. That's just the person I am. Um, for, for me, I just want to embody someone that I'm happy to be. 
and don't get me wrong, I'm very happy with where I'm at now. And, you know, I guess when you go through what I went through, like happiness stays and, you know, it's going to be take a lot to really fuck me up again, which is a big gratitude moment when you go through some really shit stuff, like you're pretty, pretty resilient afterwards. Um, I just want to be an embodiment of, uh, of my business. My business is, is, is health, right? It's health and fitness. And so I want to be the guy that can, you know, be the big dog when he needs to be, go for a run when he needs to, like just do everything and do it really well. Uh, I think Alex sums up being a specialist generalist coach. I sort of want to go in that direction, but not specifically follow someone like Alex, but go in that direction of, I can train you to be an athlete, I can train you to be a bodybuilder, I can train you to be a powerlifter, I can train you just if you want to train and feel healthy and feel good. Um, And I guess it sort of ties in together. I guess I want my brand to reflect me, not me to reflect my brand. And what I mean by that is I don't want my business to shape who I am. I want the business to shape around... Sorry, I think I fucked that. I don't want to <laughs> shape around my business, sorry. I want my business to shape around who I am. So yep. I'm going to be me and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do and I'm going to do it with a big smile. And if that works for you, then you'll join in. And if it doesn't work for you, then that's fine. I Like, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. I'm sweet. So there's no specific goals. There's no specific direction. It's just know if you're coming with me in whatever journey that you're on and you want to hitch a ride with me as well, just know we're moving forward. Um, might go really slow, might go really quick, might even take a couple of steps back. But at the end of working with me or end of being with me as a friend, as a fucking, you know, colleague with Trinity, if we want to call colleagues and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. If you're in my presence, we're, we're going forwards and we're getting better. However that looks, it's going to be fucking so different for everyone. That's yeah. epic, mate. Um, embodying your business and what your business stands for is something that's really really resonates with me like no one wants to work with a with a practitioner that doesn't uh practice what they preach and 100 yeah, percent yeah, yeah. embody their values yeah absolutely and it's like i i can't ask anything of you if i don't do it myself so mm-hmm. like if i'm telling if i'm telling you you know hey to, to be healthy you need to do this this and this and you go oh okay and then you see me stumble them out of a bar at chapel street at three in the morning spewing on the gutter <laughs> it's like is that is, is that the person I'm paying to work Fucking for? hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, is, is that the person I want? Or am I turning around going, hey, you can do X, Y, Z with your body, you can look this way, you can be this way, you can be happy with this, and then they see me with a health ailment with the expert and it's flared up and I've got a big smile on my face going, I don't give a fuck, like tomorrow it'll be fine. And they're going, oh, so you can do that and they're an embodiment? Then that's that's me, man. That, I think at the moment that's where I'm going. That's, that's what my direction is. Who knows? I might... Touch would go through fucking something else in six, 12 months time that shapes, shapes the next direction for me. Um, but pretty excited to, so I feel like I'm stepping into a new phase with life and with my business. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm fucking G'd up. It's been a long time since I've been G'd up and I sort of felt TSW pulled me back, but it wasn't pulling me back and dumping me. It was pulling me back as a slingshot because I'm, I'm going to go somewhere with this and I'm fucking keen to see where, where I go. Yeah. I love it, mate. <laughs> I love that. Sick. It's sick, man. Um, sell yourself. Where can the people find you? Where can the people find BCD Fitness links? Yeah. Uh, what oh, you? I'm pretty, look, my, mostly active on Instagram, BCD Fitness. Some asshole took the name, so there's actually an <laughs> underscore under it as well. So BCD Fitness underscore. Uh, I've got a website that's up at the moment. It's not updated. It's getting worked on. So there'll be a website, which is just uh, bcdfitness.com, maybe.au, which I don't even know. Um <laughs> 
but yeah, that's that's where you'll find me. And and you know, I'm just fuck. Sell myself. I'm ju- I'm just a human. I'm just like you. There's nothing special about me. Um, and there's you know nothing too crazy about the people I work with. We've all just got the common goal of getting better. So you know, I don't I don't need to I don't need to just flip lives. If that's what you require and you want, I can flip it. But if you just want to get five percent better and feel happier and be better about yourself every day. That's 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 what I am, man. The future's bright, man. Because we're fresh. How old are you? Twenty-three. Don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> You're so much ahead. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm. I, through fighting TSW and being pulled back, I'm now like broadening the fucking horizon so much. It's exciting. Like, yeah, and again, I went through hell, but. I'm keen to see where I'm going now. Like, keen to see what heaven looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I didn't even think of that as well. Shit, I'm taking a lot away from this. Yeah, like, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm, I'm going to go there. Like, I'll be there soon. So, yeah, I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I'm G'd up. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> this has been an epic chat. Uh, one of my absolute favourites that I've done. Oh, thanks, bro. Um, have to get you back on when I'm back from Europe, man. We'll uh, yeah, touch fuck. base later in the, the year. The trip, the trip. Fuck, that'll be sick for you. Been a pleasure, brother. No, thank you. Thank you.